Hello, and welcome to Soul Friend with myself, Gaia Woods, and my special guest, Miss Natalie. Natalie, is it just, pronounce your last name for me. Is it Krim? Yes, Krim. Krim. Okay, I got it right. (laughs) Hello, hello. I'm just going to test your levels here. Say, uh, hello, one, two, three. Hello, one, two, three. That sounds great. Here, I'm going to turn you up just a little bit. Okay, that sounds good. Awesome. Welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you, you so much for being me. here. Yeah, this is so exciting. This is the first time I've had um, a co-host on the show that I haven't met until the day of the show. I know. So this is so Just fun. A couple minutes before. I know you came highly recommended, so I'm Thank happy you. to have you on. <laughs> Yay! Um, so since I don't know anything about you. <laughs> I can't exactly start with uh, what's new with you. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to know, I mean, you're an artist, and I don't know, I don't know anything about Where are you from? Like, just basic I'm info would be great. I'm originally from L.A., and okay. I lived in New York for a while, and I've been back in L.A. for about two years. And awesome. so I've been, I do my artwork from here, and mm-hmm. that's about it. Awesome. And you are... Um, well, you make mostly drawings and mm-hmm. sort of paintings and things like mostly that. Mostly drawings. Mostly drawings. I would say like 99% is all drawings. Yeah. So. Awesome. Um, and I was looking at your beautiful drawings last night and trying to come up with some good questions. Um, but, I mean, do you want to just talk about your work a little bit in terms of sort of like, you basically, I mean, just to give people who haven't seen your work a little inside, um, you know info they're basically beautiful um they're very erotic they're very erotic and sensual drawings of mostly women oh yeah that was a question i was curious do you ever draw any men at all i do and sometimes you'll see a man in my drawings whether it's a couple or you see his hand or yeah i've drawn people i've dated but i don't really post that so much i keep that more personal yeah totally but mostly um because I think of them more as self-portraits and of my experiences, then mm-hmm. it's mostly a female. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> well, one thing, um, I mean, they're really, they're so beautiful. I mean, they're beautifully Thank done, you. but they're also, um, you know, super sexy. Um, and I was curious about, there was some sort of, you know, charged word you know you use words like um whore and cunt in some of the Mm -hmm. um drawings and I was just curious about your like relationship to those words and how those are supposed to be used in your work just curious with those words I know the drawings you're referring to those were I probably did those back in 2011 and Mm -hmm. at that time I felt like those two words Mm -hmm. specifically had a lot of power over me and so Mm -hmm. I put those in my drawings to kind of release some of that power so it didn't hold such a negative connotation yeah and that's kind of I mean I um don't mean to put you on the spot and (laughs) sort of grill you about it but that was kind of my no but that was that was sort of my question and the reason I asked that is because it seemed like they were used in a very um yeah sort of ownership of those words not in a derogatory manner at all you Mm -hmm. know so I was just curious about your intention behind that but it sounds like yeah I mean especially I mean, the word cunt for, I spent a lot of time in Australia and that Mm -hmm. word is used. Yeah, they use that all the time. All the time. And it's like almost like calling someone bro or like sweetie. So like to me, it doesn't mean anything. But here, if you call someone that, you know, it's kind of a big deal. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Um, Yeah, I don't know if I have any, but um, do you want to give people your website so they can see some of these beautiful drawings? Um, It's nataliecrim.com. 
And it's yeah. K-R-I-M yes. for everyone who wants to look. Um, they're beautiful. Also, I was looking at your Instagram, and it looks like you did um, like a fashion collaboration. How do you say the brand? It, it was shot by Richard Kern, but what's oh, the brand? Oh, um, Heche. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's an Italian brand, and yeah. basically they just they used some drawings that I had done previously, incorporated it into their um, spring-summer 2017 collection. So it's a nice. lot of embroidery, and there's um, like a printed t-shirt. And mm-hmm. so yeah, I think that works, was one. Yeah. yeah, it works well with their brands. So. Nice, yeah. It, I mean, your um, drawings are mostly sort of linear, mm-hmm. um, like line work drawings, yeah. so it makes, that makes a lot of sense in terms of screen printing and yeah. fashion. and it yeah. also lends itself to embroidery. I did a project with um, an L.A. store called You're So Baby that just opened, and we did a lot of interiors and, oh, um, nice. like, bedroom pillows and a couch, and so mm-hmm. it, it all worked out nice. pretty nicely. That's awesome. Cool. Um, what else? I don't know. I love your work. I mean, they're so evocative, you know sexy and evocative and erotic um another thing that struck me that I was curious about um was there's let's see there's Maddox is a series that you show on your website and it's one of the only ones that stuck out to me as being really different because Mm -hmm. the women in it are depicted as um emoting they're all not all of them but many of them are crying Mm -hmm. or there's one where a woman is sort of like has her head in her hands but there's still um you know erotic looking Mm -hmm. women um depicted in lingerie and all these things so I was just curious about your um incorporation of sort of more of an emotional side of these portraits of these women and how that kind of well this series that's um named after someone that I used to date and Mm -hmm. so that was during our breakup that was like a series of drawings right after yeah so you kind of get a sense of the emotion that I was going through during that time. Yeah, so they're sort of autobiographical yeah. in that sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. nice, very cool. Well, thank you for. I mean, those are like I just wanted to kind of introduce oh, yeah. our audience and just hear a little bit about what you do. So, oh, great. yeah, thank you for that. Um, so, if anyone wants to call in with any questions, or they can text me um, into Soulfriend, the number is two one three five four L O V E zero. Um, you can also message me on Instagram, which is Soul Friend Radio, and I will check that periodically throughout the show as well. Um, but I have some questions here. I have some, they're sort of like long questions. People really gave me all the info this time, so that's, oh, that's nice. Um, yeah, so I guess let's start on some questions and okay. see where it takes us. Um, okay. Let me just get this open so that if someone calls, I can see it. And it also looks like we have good internet today. Hooray! Which means if someone calls, they will make it through. Yay! (laughs) That's always so sad when the internet here is a little spotty and then people call and I feel so bad because I love love callers. Anyone who's listening, we love you. So when they call, we'll just be able to talk to them. Yeah, well, it's a Google voice number, so Mm -hmm. it rings through my email, basically, um, and then I pick it up and then turn it on and then we'll be able to hear it in the station. So, yeah. With, that's assuming everything goes in. right. <laughs> Sometimes the monitors are weird or mm-hmm. you can't hear something, but um, that's how it's supposed to work. So, yeah. But, yeah, people in Colin, if you uh, are listening and want to be brave. Um, okay, let's start with this question. This one is about modern friendships, it says. Um, I've been on both sides of feeling jealous of my partner's outside friendships, mostly in college when I didn't always trust people I was dating to having platonic friends who my boyfriends have been jealous of. 
what does it look like to be in a relationship and still have oh what does it look like to you to be in a relationship and still have friends who you are close to anonymous female Okay, wait, I'm going to read it again because I'm a little confused. Okay, so it sounds like modern friendships. I've been on both sides of feeling jealous of my partner's outside friendships um, to having platonic platonic friends who my boyfriends have been jealous of. Okay, so I guess it's mostly about being in a relationship and then having friends or your partner having friends and sort of they're asking, um, it just says anonymous female, so she's asking um, what that looks like to, to us, I guess, yeah. Do you have any thoughts I on mean, that? I have yeah. definitely been in that situation. Yeah. Um, but I think it's important just if you're with someone, you have to have trust. And mm-hmm. that's really the most important thing. So, I mean, we're yeah. we're adults. We're going to have male and female friends. And yeah. you just have to kind of <laughs> <Yeah>. accept that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? But no, I think you're right. Highlighting. I mean, I think that if you really trust the person, then it's not, it's not that it's not an issue, you know, if you are curious about you know your partner's level of closeness or intimacy mm-hmm. with someone um it's certainly you know your right to discuss that with the person right. but it should be based on um that you trust your partner you know and i think it's actually um it's insightful that this person has pointed out um that she's been on both sides of feeling jealous of her partner's outside relation or you know friendships mm-hmm. um but she says that mostly in college when i didn't always trust the people i was dating so I, I mean, think I that, think it's yeah. also something that it's going to come up at yeah. some point in any relationship. I feel like you might yeah. question something. It doesn't mean that yeah. something's going on. or Yeah, so totally. You just have to have good communication. Yeah, exactly. I think good communication and then, you know, talking about I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's a little bit of an awkward thing, I feel like, to bring up if you're feeling jealous of a, you know, friend a like platonic friend mm-hmm. that your boyfriend or girlfriend has because it's sort of um you know it's vulnerable and you feel awkward bringing it up probably but I mm-hmm. think it's always helpful to talk about it and just be um open about your feelings and maybe try to not you know blame your partner for doing something inappropriate because most yeah. likely they're just like engaging with their friend and it doesn't mean anything <laughs> to them and once you talk about it hopefully yeah. that can be I mean I'm definitely willing to bring it up I yeah. mean bring up anything like, yeah just like very forward yeah totally with any suspicion or yeah totally but also you know I mean be careful not to you know set rules for what your partner can do in terms of their friendships and I mean as long as you have an established understanding of what the parameters of your relationship Mm -hmm. are if you're monogamous or open or whatever it is um and you feel as though you're you're being respected in that situation then I think that yeah bringing it up is good and yeah 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 so Okay. I think we answered her question, don't you think? I hope so. I think so, yeah. Also, oh, look, it looks like we have a we have a new question. Hold on, let me... Also, for anyone listening, if you... Um, oh, let's see. Oh, the, oh, this is nice. But I was going to say, if you um, are texting into the show, you get immediate priority because these people have texted previously, which I love previous texts. Mm-hmm. But um, if you want to text live, then you get to the top of the list. Oh, nice. <laughs> this person just said um hi just came to say i'm a huge fan of natalie's um of natalie's love the show oh there we go nice you've got fans yay okay so how about this one this one says don't ask don't tell rules i love the subject um gosh i know (laughs) does it ever change later in relationships 
I haven't really discussed my past relationships in too much detail with my current boyfriend, and I'm fine with only sharing what seems pertinent information for him to know. I also don't really know much about my partner's previous relationships. I wonder if this is something that might change in time or if it just doesn't really bear much importance on our current relationship. I'm not really talking about numbers of people I've been with or that my boyfriend has been with. I don't really want to know any of that or share my information since that seems unimportant. I'm more curious about what my partner encountered in his, in his previous relationships on a deeper level. I guess my question is mostly regarding if there is something that I might be able to learn about my boyfriend that came to light in his past relationships. Mostly, though, it seems like it is information that I will find out on my own. I'm just curious to hear how much conversation about past relationships you think is healthy in new relationships. Anonymous female, mid-30s. I think that's such a good question. It is a good question. Yeah. What do you think? Um, oh, man. I, I mean, I think that I've been in different situations of sharing a lot and not sharing mm-hmm. at all, kind of, with different people that I've dated. And I don't think that um, I have an answer in terms of what works better. I think that it just really has to do with the person, you know, and how open they are and how open you are. I don't know. Yes, and it's if they can handle certain things. And, yeah. You know, you want to be respectful of your new relationship. I don't feel like it's yeah. necessary to bring in so much of your past because yeah. you're, you know, with the person now and, yeah. you know, it's really not that relevant. Um, yeah. Unless, you know, I think sometimes it just casually comes up and that's mm-hmm. fine, but yeah, I wouldn't place too much importance on trying to, you know, figure out past stuff or share yeah. too much. Yeah, I agree. And I feel like, you know, you're, you can be intuitive about certain things that come up mm-hmm. um, that maybe you feel like could be potential things that you have to work through with someone that right, you're dating that's a good point. and that doesn't mean that you have to then ask about if those things have come up in past relationships mm-hmm. because that feels kind of nosy to me and I feel like someone would bring that up if they really wanted to yes. you know if I had a habit of doing something in a relationship that I felt like someone that I was dating should know mm-hmm. then I would probably just tell them yes, <laughs> you know it's like know. sometimes six months in like this happens or mm-hmm. you know like if there's something that happened um so yeah I feel like it's a funny thing because it is something that you know, when you are so close with someone, you feel like you should be able to, you should tell, be them able to tell them everything and, you know, there shouldn't be any secrets or something. But actually, I think that, I think that secrets are fine to like, not secrets in a way that there's something that you're hiding against, but, but keeping it more personal. Yeah. I, mean, I just, I agree. Yeah. Cause it's, it's like personal privacy almost, mm-hmm. you know? And I think also in terms of, and I know that, um, you know, she says that she's not necessarily interested in, you know, the numbers of people that she's been with or he's been with, um, which I also agree is, I think that's a healthy perspective. I don't really, <laughs> really want to know how many people the person that I'm with has been with or share with them how many people I've been with. But I think there's also the sort of risk that you might be judged or something by your partner yes. for whatever reason. If it's that you have this emotional thing that mm-hmm. comes up or if you've been with a lot of people or not been with a lot of people you know and I think that that's not not that you're going to be with someone who's judgmental but just that if they weren't there in the time mm-hmm. and you were a different person then that's what then, I was going to yeah. say is that you grow so much with each person that yeah. you share a moment with or mm-hmm. that you're in a relationship with and so whatever you've learned from that relationship can carry on to your next one and it doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily have to be a bad thing of you know what you went through with another person and yeah 
Probably. And I also think um, in terms of sort of keeping the relationship that you're in a sort of fresh new thing, mm-hmm. that it's almost a drag to hear about their past relationships in a way that's, um, you know, not repetitive. But I just, I don't, I want to be supportive of the people that I'm with, but mm-hmm. I also don't really want to process their past breakups with them in mm-hmm. a really vocal, open way, you know, unless yeah. that's something that they're really needing and then I'm happy to do that. But, you know, um, I also wouldn't want to do that with my partners, you know, in mm-hmm. terms of, you know, sharing a bunch of emotional experiences that I was processing from past people because it doesn't really have anything to do with them, yeah, you know. And I think there's also a way to process whatever maybe emotions or something were triggered in past relationships without really bringing it um to the specificity of that relationship Mm -hmm. you know if you have abandonment issues or something and got dumped you don't necessarily need to talk about that specific breakup Mm -hmm. but you can talk about you know your emotional issues or whatever Mm -hmm. it you know whatever is like causing you suffering you know so yeah so I think it kind of doesn't matter (laughs) I I don't think it matters I think kind of don't talk about it is like a good mo unless it's something that you're super open about with your partner and then fine you know whatever Mm -hmm. I think that whatever like feels natural for you and your partner I think that's what I would recommend so that's good advice yeah I think we did a good job on that one I always like to congratulate myself and my guests after (laughs) after all the questions um okay let's look at this one this one says even after the holidays I'm still left feeling judged by my siblings and parents but mostly by my siblings for my single relationship status It's hard to explain to a family member who grew up in the same house as I did that we just have different ideas about what we want out of our lives in terms of career, marriage, kids, etc. Both my siblings are married with kids. I'm happy being single and don't like to have to defend my decisions to pursue my career to my family, but it also just creates so much distance because we don't see eye to eye. Any thoughts on how to either make them stop judging me or on how to best explain my life choices to them? anonymous female yeah do you want (laughs) to do you want to give that one a stab I just feel like Uh, you have to come to a point in your life where those kind of conversations or judgments they don't bother you like Mm -hmm. I think it's a beautiful thing to be single and work on your career and Mm -hmm. you know be focused on that it's also beautiful to have a family and be in a relationship so Mm -hmm. as long as she's okay with that she shouldn't really feel the need to explain herself too much yeah I agree I can also I totally agree but I can also see how you could be in a good place and Mm -hmm. then be you know triggered by your family's comments if they were I mean she doesn't really specify what exactly they say or what exactly um you know does she let me say no she just says I'm still left feeling judged by my siblings and parents but doesn't give any like specific so um yeah I mean I can just relate to you know feeling like if someone has such a different lifestyle than Mm -hmm. you that they have such different like core beliefs and values that they just can't see your perspective and that that can be hurtful when it's someone that's really close to you I mean I experienced that when I first started drawing and I just feel you I mean it's okay for her family to feel to have those views and that's fine it just to minimize how it affects her is important Mm -hmm. but yeah no but I think you're right I think that it's a matter of um mostly you know trying to assess like how you feel about those situations and if you're happy with them Mm -hmm. then 
you know, at the end of the day, it's hard to say, but, you know, just like not trying not to put so much weight on, you know, your family's sort of opinions of you. It's Which really, is it's hard. really healthy and it's hard. Yeah, but, but I think it's important. Yeah, I think so too. So, but yeah, the holidays. Oh man, I'm sure. <laughs> it's funny. This Everyone question just came way. in yesterday. So people are still thinking about it. What is it? It's uh, January 18th yeah. today. So yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that, I think that's our advice. It's hard though. It is hard to do that, but yeah. Okay. Um, this question is impossible. It just says, "What is love?" <laughs> that is Im- that's that's impossible. A I'm not a philosopher. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything that you would like to add to that question, or I give us is, a free I pass mean, to skip it if we want? I mean, we could skip it. I yeah. It could be so many. Different it could be so many different so things. Many different yeah. Also, it doesn't say like it. I mean. There's romantic love, there's platonic love, mm-hmm. there's love that you have for your dog. I have a lot of love <laughs> for my dog. I, of. I was yeah. like, oh, I love my cat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what is that? I don't know. It's so complicated. I think, okay, I feel like I talk about my dog on this show a lot. <laughs> I know. He's just the what sweetest. Can I just do that? He's a Labradoodle. Oh, cute. Yeah, and he's party color, which is the official breed terminology, which is ridiculous. <laughs> but he's white with little tan spots all oh, over. Sweet. He's so cute. Um, but I feel like for me, love, as it relates to animals and pets, has to do with just having like an unconditional love. I mean, everything about my dog, I think, is adorable. Mm-hmm. You know, like his spit on his face, I think, is so cute. You know, and nothing grosses me out that he does. Like, I just can't. Yeah, I just love him so much that everything is amazing. You know, I know. So well, maybe that's like an extreme case because I feel like with a person, there's always things that you can be annoyed by. <laughs> Because they can talk to you, yeah, you know. They talk <laughs> yeah. back. They talk back. Um, but I feel like love is just what is love? Oh, that's impossible. That takes a lifetime I to know. understand. Yeah, we just have an hour. Yeah, we only have an hour exactly. Um, but if you want to text back with more specifics about, uh, I don't know, romantic love or like other specifiers to your question, we would love to hear two one three five four love zero. Okay. Um, do you think it's okay to be in a relationship with someone, but also to have a sense of who you might date if you and your SO, oh, significant, how did I not know <laughs> SO? <laughs> if you and your significant other were to split, I've been with someone for a couple years happily, but still have other people who I know I would be interested in if I were single. And then they didn't sign, so I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> That's a hard one. I feel like that's a really good question. I, I just, I feel like if you're in a relationship, you should be in it 100%. And if you're mm-hmm. kind of having these thoughts of, well, if I'm not with this person, then I should be, maybe I'll be with that person. Yeah. I wouldn't say, it's not wrong. I mean, of course, it's, it's fine to think that, but. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't know. I think that's really smart, though. I mean, I feel like, sure. I mean, I wonder, yeah, I wonder what phase this person is in the relationship. It says, wait, it says, I've been with someone for a couple of years. So a couple of years, I mean, that's still pretty early, right? I think that's still considered early in my mind, early-ish. Yeah. Um, so I feel like, I, I mean, okay, I'll answer it a couple of ways. I don't think that it's bad for you to have people in mind that you think are like sexy, wonderful people mm-hmm. that you like and could be attracted to. Um I think that's totally fine. I mean, I think that's also, 
Yeah, that's sort of like a human thing, mm-hmm. just to like find people in the world who you sort of resonate with and who you have some, you know, energetic connection with in some way. I think that that's like totally fine and doesn't mean that you're, you know, breaking your sort of yeah. commitment to the person that you're with if you're in a committed relationship with them. Um, but I also feel like it might be something where you would want to, like you said, sort of look at where you might be sort of yearning in your current relationship mm-hmm. and like what areas maybe aren't being fulfilled for you in that relationship. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a funny question though, because <laughs> it's kind of like, is this bad or is this okay? You know. I mean, it's okay, of course, but yeah. I just, I, I think that that's either super early on in a relationship where you're not quite sure if you want to commit to the person yeah. and be in a, you know, monogamous relationship or whatever relationship you guys have for each other. Yeah, totally. Or it's at the very end where you're just kind of mm-hmm. looking at options. and. Yeah, totally. Yeah, because I can relate to that actually um, as having been in a really long relationship mm-hmm. and then sort of starting to notice that I was noticing people. Yes. <laughs> and that was actually the first sort of tangible sign for me that I felt like my relationship was over or Mm -hmm. you know it was heading towards being over because I'd been with this person for a really long time and I sort of started to like feel like maybe I wasn't as much in it Mm -hmm. you know and so I started to like notice other attractive people around me and I hadn't done that for you know so it really kind of surprised me that I would even and so that made me sort of check in with myself and see where I was in the relationship and then I sort of you know, yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't a forever thing, you know? Yeah. So, so yeah, I think you're right though, that it probably like these types of questions might come, like maybe if they're a couple of years in, there's something that they're considering sort of taking it to the next level mm-hmm. or becoming more committed in some way, whatever that looks like to them. Um, and I think it's natural to have sort of cold feet about more commitment, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I also, yeah. I think it's kind of unrealistic to think that just because you're in a relationship you're not going to find other people interesting or attractive yeah. but I just wouldn't put too much weight on those thoughts unless mm-hmm. you're you know looking for a little way out or something yeah exactly yeah and there's always ways out I know. <laughs> you know you can always create them or find them or yeah, yeah any of those things so but yeah I think that's smart to sort of think about like why you're having those thoughts and just like try and be aware you know but also that I feel like that's really natural I don't know I once had um a boyfriend who had a theory uh about sort of sexual attraction that there was some level of sort of sexual attraction that was sort of like the basis of almost all sort of human Mm -hmm. connections or human relationships or interactions and at first when he said that I was so turned off and appalled because I thought in my mind that that meant that you know everyone that he was involved with like he wanted to sleep with or something Mm -hmm. and clearly that is not what he meant but I can really relate to that now just in terms of like you know the idea of eros and just like energy and Mm -hmm. that it's not necessarily um you know intimacy and sexuality and connectedness isn't necessarily this thing that is you know all about like p and b penetration you know Mm -hmm. that it like has to do with a lot more and that there you know are so many different ways to sort of you know engage with people in the world and that it can be sort of erotic in nature maybe Mm -hmm. even though that word also has a really specific sort of meaning um but i think that that that's normal for there to be sort of like an energetic sort of pull between people and that that's like normal and healthy and fine yeah so yeah not that I'm, like, the judge of, like, what's <laughs> fine and healthy and normal, but just for me and my 
experience so yeah okay um oh let me check our let's see if anyone messaged in because last time I had a bunch and I didn't check them oh. <laughs> I felt so bad <laughs> um oh you know what there was one question hold on let's see Do, do, do. Well, this one um, was sort of specific to a previous guest, but I feel like it could also apply to you, and I like to answer all the questions that oh, I get, sure. so I'm going to answer it with you, okay. <laughs> um, since it's sort of similar. Um, so this was from a previous episode where I had on um, someone who... Um, well, I'll just say it doesn't, I'm not, I'm, I'm so used to keeping people's confidentiality because mm-hmm. sometimes people forget and they leave their names in there. But this was from um, when I had um, Paige Elkington on the show, who's um, a model mm-hmm. among many things that she does. And someone texted in asking, um, but you also are sort of a public, you have, you know, many followers of your art and, you know, are frequently in magazines and things so you're sort of in the public eye I guess is what I'm mm-hmm. getting at um, so this question is you ever get hit on by random people um, often as guys are as you guys are more public than others so I guess the question was also to me but I don't really feel like I'm like public but you are um, sure <laughs> yeah but I guess we'll, we'll put that question to you do you by ever get people. approached by random people just because you're sort of like on the street or through social media or I would think I think that this question I mean I know I'm kind of like switching questions for people but mm-hmm. I feel like it's a question that applies to anyone who's sort of in a social media or sort of media culture sort of public view there's like this persona of you that people can consume you know yeah. so if that changes I mean, I how feel you interact like with social media it um kind of provides a platform where people feel very comfortable mm-hmm. saying certain things that maybe they wouldn't normally say if yeah. you met them at a party or yeah if you're walking down the street so um yeah people yeah they uh they'll send things <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> through the DM. <laughs> oh no but, but that probably doesn't I mean that doesn't really does that really affect the way <laughs> I'm totally leading the question that doesn't affect the way that you but do, how does that affect your experience? Is that something that you even really I, pay attention to? Because I'm sure you have really so many messages. I yeah. don't pay attention to it. Yeah. Although, um, I did meet my boyfriend through Snapchat. So <laughs> really? <laughs> that uh, had an effect on me. But, oh, that's um, really funny. But yeah, the Good other stuff. Good to know. Wait, yeah. how did that work? Can I you tell us about did, that? I did a Snapchat story saying <laughs> that I was saving up for like a Dolly Parton fund because I'm obsessed with Dolly Parton. Wonderful. And he sent me a snap of him like getting me tickets on Ticketmaster to Dolly Parton <gasps> for me and my mom. What? So then we just started talking. Wait, 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 wait. You didn't know him? <laughs> I didn't know him. And he did that just out of the blue, mm-hmm. just like as a gesture? Yeah, it was the sweetest thing. Oh my God, that's crazy. <laughs> so what mom, if you hadn't have seen it? <laughs> I know, I know. Well, that's the thing. You oh should my God, check that's your that's crazy risk. Oh, and also, isn't Snapchat, don't they disappear after a little they while do. anyways? <gasps> yeah. Oh my God, that's like so crazy like, balls. Yeah. yeah no, wow. Really sweet. That's really sweet. That's, did you have mutual friends? Did you like figure no. <laughs> that he was a trustworthy person just because of this nice I, gesture? I would be one so skeptical. <laughs> but I thought, yeah, we had one mutual friend, and then yeah. I, I'm such a lurk. 
so I did a lot of research. <laughs> yeah, I knew who he was. Um, okay, before we met, so but. you you felt like he was a real person. Yeah, he wasn't gonna murder you in a dark alley. Right. Okay. And he had a cute dog. So I was oh, like, okay. that's I know. You know, for all the people out there that want to win <laughs> over the women, just get cute animals, get you guys. It really, pet. it's so helpful. Yeah. Well, that's really. I'm impressed by that story. Yes, but yeah. usually. I don't. But usually it doesn't affect you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, that would be my, I don't know, my guess if I were to guess. Yeah. So, anyways, I just wanted to answer that, even though it was sort of for someone else, but I felt like it did apply. Um, Okay, there's a couple more questions. And then, oh, good. We still, we're good on time. I always feel like we're out of time when we're just getting comfortable, but we have a few more questions and we have some more time. Oh, good. Okay, this one is funny. I don't really, this one's going to be hard for me to answer, but maybe you know. Okay, it says, what's the etiquette of living in a small town and dating your friend's exes? Okay. It's almost impossible to avoid. I know, right? <laughs> it's almost, because I've never, I mean, I've lived in a small town a couple of times. I feel like L.A. is so small. I know. Compared to New but, York. But it's not, though. In con- People are so talkative in L.A. I know. But I think, okay, wait, let's put it. But, like, the difference, though, I feel, is that there still are people that your friends might not know or mm-hmm. have dated. Yeah. You know, because it's, I mean, it's a city, so mm-hmm. we have, we have different zip codes to pull from yes, you know if you want to go outside of your zip code to date which you know I don't really recommend but um okay but so yeah what's the etiquette of living in a small town and dating your friends exes it's almost impossible to avoid sometimes depending on how small the city or town you live in is thoughts anonymous um so oh man what do you think honest opinion <laughs> yeah tell us from experience do not date your friends ex I agree. Just, that's it. Yeah. You can't do it. I think that you can't either. It's not going to go well. But then I think that, like, the the follow-up question to that is how close of a friend. Because if it's a small town and you kind of know everyone, mm-hmm. who are your friends and who are your acquaintances and how well do you know them? And Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I think that you're totally right in terms of if it's your friend and it's something someone that you see and spend time with and, you know, share your intimate thoughts about life and your experience in the world – then I could see that being really problematic to date someone's ex yeah. of that person. But if it's just someone that you casually see around a lot because it's then a small town, and that's, so that's not so bad, but then maybe that person thinks that it, you know, I feel like there's so many gray zones here. Oh, I don't know because, I mean, I guess. Oh, shoot, we have a missed call. Darn. Oh, call, back, miss- call back person. Call back, call back. Yeah. But go on, go on. It's just, um, it creates, I just think it's a hard start to yeah. date, you know. I think so, too. I also think ex. that, like, I mean, maybe this is just me and my brain running away with itself, but I feel like it would be hard for me to not think about that person being with the person that I was dating. Yes. <laughs> you know, and I know that that's, that's plays a part just not something that you should think about, but I still feel like it's, then on it would the bother other me. And you may you may have this moment where it's like, wow, you guys are really great together, and like it's such a better couple than yeah, you know, a better match than your friend and his or her ex. So yeah, it's it's a risk, but yeah, I just I feel like it doesn't end well. Yeah, I feel like it doesn't end well. Um, I agree. I think I think the only exception I would say, and then we got a DM for you. Um, 
but I think the only exception is if it's someone that you don't know that well mm. and so it's just sort of unavoidable yes. that maybe you're gonna have to sort of pull from this pool if the pool of people that is in your small town is so small you know when I first moved to LA so. I didn't realize that like that everybody so knew each other I know I was like what the heck is going on yeah was, this is also like a my case girlfriends for... would be like oh yeah I dated that guy and I was like what <laughs> I know this is also a case for not maybe sharing all the pertinent like all the personal details mm-hmm. about you know like from our question earlier about like how much information to share with your partner yeah. it's kind of nice to be ignorant to the fact that maybe the person that you're dating dated three people at some event that you're attending you know that's not information that's probably going to oh, help you, you have a better know. time at that event yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> so, that's like yeah. the worst that's the worst yeah um, we got a text message that says, I wrote Natalie a poem on DM. Did she get it? Did she like uh, it? Should I check my DM? I think you should check Hold it. On. One second. Yeah. My phone's like so old. I have to like do this. No worries. Um, also, for the person that called in, call back, call back. I didn't have the, I was, I had the window open, but I wasn't looking at it at the very moment. It's a very uh, specific situation here, but you know what I can do? Hold on. I'm going to turn it way up so that I'll hear it. And it'll ring in. Hold on. Let me see who the... I'm going through my DMs. Yeah, yeah. What should I... I wish I could sing something in our... Uh... Oh, see, this is what happens when you have so many DMs. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I did find a poem. Hold on. I'm okay. going to just respond to the person. Okay. So I'll respond to them through Instagram so they know that I got it. Since you're oh, not okay. going to say who it is. Yeah, I won't say okay. who it is. I mean, unless they said that they wanted me to. But I usually just err on the side of anonymous in case people I want to be anonymous. I would read it, but it's quite long. So. Oh, really? Oh, <laughs> wow. Okay. Well. I hope this is the right person. I don't know. Okay, well, I just DM'd them. So. Okay. Well, did you like the poem? Um. Because they say, I wrote Natalie a poem on DM. Did she get it? Did she like it? This is so cute. Yes, I do like it. You like it. It's very beautiful. It's very beautiful. Oh, that's nice. Okay, sounds good. All right. Um, Oh, wait. They say, I sent it a while back. I love this. uh... (laughs) Oh, and then did she like it? Yes, we just answered that. Yes. Okay. Um, I wish I could call people back on Google Voice, but I don't think that, I don't know how to do that, actually. Okay. Um, let's keep going with questions then. Okay. Okay. Um, tips for coming during sex with my boyfriend. This has always been super hard for me. Anonymous female. Ugh. That's a hard one. <laughs> okay. Tips for coming during sex. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm assuming that this person is asking about a vaginal orgasm or juice bottle, you know, because mm-hmm. there's all these different kinds. There's what is there, clitoral deep vagina orgasm and then um like the g-spot orgasm Mm -hmm. so let's just assume i mean during sex if there's penetration you would think that it is probably either like a deep vagina or a g-spot orgasm that they're looking to achieve so i think that just different angles or different positions or things like that is really the whole key to the situation so just letting yourself be free and Mm -hmm. to not be so much in your head or to yeah think about it too much like you really just have to be in the moment and Mm -hmm. trusting who you're with and I think that that all plays a very important part yeah I think so too so yeah no it's so hard though I feel like um you know that's like 
I want to say it's easier said than done, but like, I think that there are certain things that you can probably do to try and like relax yourself mm-hmm. in the moment, you know, but it's so specific for each person. So I feel like just being aware that that's like a key of the yeah, situation. And also communicating yeah. on like what you need and mm-hmm. like what works for you and what works for your partner. And yeah, so. totally. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I just, it's tricky because I think that there is the sort of stigma between like the male orgasm is being so much more, maybe it's not a stigma, but the male orgasm is being so much more, um, you know, easily attainable mm-hmm. for many men. Um, and the female orgasm is like, it takes work and it takes practice and trial and error and all these mm-hmm. different sort of elements need to be, you know, sort of working. So I think that, like you said, the more sort of at ease and comfortable you can be with your partner and just sort of um, relaxed. I mean, you have to be relaxed, you yeah. know, like that's like a number one. <laughs> so I think that working on all of those things um, and then, yeah, just communicating and trying new things in terms of positions and just yeah being very um sort of involved in the process and hopefully your partner will be supportive of that and Mm -hmm. you know you can work together I I mean you would hope so yeah (laughs) it's important people yeah yeah um yeah so I think that's good I don't know I was gonna talk about other like toys or something but I feel like if you're really just trying to have like sex and have an orgasm during sex then it's just about the connection yeah. and the communication and your relaxation I think that's so. a good point it really it's just about the connection that's mm-hmm. so important yeah so. yeah because if that's I mean if there's something and you feel self-conscious or you feel you know like you're taking too long or you know there's so many things that can come up but mm-hmm. if you really try and um do your best to you know soothe those anxieties and you know communicate with your partner then that's gonna help so much in terms of um just being there and feeling connected and Mm -hmm. all the things that are you know gonna be involved in you focusing on those pleasurable sensations you know so yeah um okay we have another question so it goes to the top of the list um it says i love hand jobs but my gf sucks at giving them any tips for her oh my god that's a hard one (laughs) <laughs> Seems like we've entered into the sex question zones. Okay. Um, tips on giving a hand job. Tips on giving a hand job. Oh, I feel like my mom's listening. Oh. oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. No. Um, I, I think just two hands and a lot of spit. Two hands and a lot of spit. Going in different directions. Also, hand jobs. I mean, how... Okay, wait, what did the question say again? Hold on, I'm going to read it again. It says, I love hand jobs. My GF sucks at giving them. Any tips for her? I mean, who gives hand jobs and not a blow job? That's my question. Like, how oh, common? I, think I mean, a maybe lot of people really. Yeah. I just feel like it's so much easier to do both at the same time. Yeah. So for me, the problem with a hand job is that it's not as good as a blow job. So just give the person. A I blow know job. the hand job's like a but lost But maybe art, this though. person loves a hand job, which is what they're saying. So yeah. okay, I'll try and be respectful of this person's question um, and answer it directly. So you say two hands and a lot of spit. I feel like that's a great answer. I don't know. I mean, what else? I don't know. I, <laughs> I feel like I'm extremely inexperienced in this zone. Um, yeah, I just keep thinking that you should just make it into a blowjob. So I don't know. I feel, oh, you know what? Here, okay, I'm going to branch out. How about like some YouTube porn videos or like, not YouTube, but like, what is, oh shoot, I had a question about um, like the opposite where it was a guy texting in about tips for giving good head for to his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, and my co-host at the time 
recommended some porn site that had um, a bunch of tutorials or something. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which I thought was so helpful. I never actually looked it up, but I forget. I think it was, I think she just said go to Pornhub and look up like, you know, tutorials or something, but, or not tutorials, but like, every person is so different. I know. And what one guy likes, another guy might not like. Yeah, exactly. For him, I think his response. Oh, wait, look, we're getting a call. I can hear it. Okay, Okay. here, let's try it. Hold on. Sorry to interrupt. Okay, hold on. Hello, welcome to Soul Friend. Hey, how's it going? Good, can you hear us? I can, yes. Awesome, and can you hear? Okay, so Natalie, yeah? Oh, yeah, yeah, I could hear you. Okay, great. Go ahead with your question. Thank you so much for calling. What's happening with you? Hey, I just want to first say I'm a huge fan of Natalie's work and um, respect how much she puts in effort-wise and everything she does. It's so raw and beautiful. Thank you. That's so nice. Aww. <laughs> um, the question I have is, uh, I've been dating this girl for a couple months, and I was just wondering, she ghosted on me, and I'm just wondering, like, why that happens, why girls do that, and beyond that, like, what are the turn-ons, like, and turn-offs for girls, because I've been having a lot of trouble with, like, ghosting on me. With, really? with with ghosting her? on you? Oh. Yeah, like we'll go on a bunch of dates and then they'll just stop texting. Oh man. Well, without knowing the specifics, it's hard. But so okay, so let's break it down. So you had this one person you were dating for a couple months that ghosted you, and you don't know why. Yeah. Yeah, and I just want to know like, what are turn-ons for girls? Turn-ons like sexual turn-ons or turn-ons in terms of like dating procedures and like how well it's going and things like that well just dating because i feel like i wouldn't get ghosted on if if i could be better at dating huh i would say confidence is very important um turn on for me at least that makes sense i like that answer i think confidence i would agree i think confidence i think also I'm big on communication and Mm -hmm. I feel like I know it's hard and there's actually a kind of a question about this too in terms of um, like casual dating like how do you sort of share your feelings and something that seems like it might be casual without seeming Mm -hmm. like you're completely you know overstepping the bounds of what the relationship is at that point Mm -hmm. but I'm big on just being really direct with people and just being very straightforward so you know I think that the more you can communicate what you're sort of looking for out of a relationship in a way that's sort of um, doesn't overstep, you know, the relationship at that time is going to be helpful because then everyone knows where they are at I that think time. That helps a lot. Yeah, but I mean, you why are you clear about them? like what you want? Yeah, I mean that's the other thing. Should I, I think... should I hit her? Should I call her back? Do you guys think like I should text her back and say like, hey, why are you? Like, should I try another? Should I make more effort to mm. get her back? I guess is the question. Mm, I would say no. But, and I don't think that that's great advice. <laughs> I'd be like, don't yeah. text her again. She's not interested. Well, I but. feel like it's hard to know. I mean, if it's like two, I once had a, a guest say that two unanswered texts is enough mm. for them to, for him to just never Oh, respond. I'm at six. I'm at six. Oh, yeah, you're no. at six. Oh, that person does not want to date you. No. Yeah, you have to just get the message. It's fine to just move on. Yeah. Don't I think text you should again. move on. Why would you want to be with someone that doesn't return your text anyway? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not to uh, make you feel bad, but like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're just not that into you. But it is hard. I mean, without knowing all the specifics, <laughs> I'll 
sorry. <laughs> but you asked for our honest opinions. Um, without knowing the specifics, it. it's hard. But yeah, I mean, other things that are attractive in relationships. I mean, Emotional what do we cover? Sensitivity. Emotional sensitivity. Emotional sensitivity. Mm-hmm. Um, totally. Oh, close. Oh, sorry. Oh, it's okay. Thank yeah. you, guys. Oh, wait. No, we, we're, still brainst- we're still brainstorming with you. Um, oh, oh. <laughs> we're just, right. we're all at least, I'm contemplating what else is attractive. I don't know. I mean, well, I, I guess I have, I have one question for both you guys is like, yeah. uh, w- like what's your dream guy? Oh, that's such a hard question. <laughs> um, oh, I just want to be better for the dating scene. Like I just, I feel like I have so much trouble dating and I just want to know like what women look for in a guy so that I can be better and like really just I would wear gray sweatpants. Give women what they want. (laughs) Natalie says, wear gray sweatpants. I feel like that question (laughs) is a great question, but I think that there's no one answer. I mean, you can't serve the whole population of all the women in the world. Yeah, you just have to work on you. Just that's it. That's the solution. The best you, and you'll find someone that works. Yeah, it really is such, like sounds like such stupid advice to steal you you know but it really I mean that's the most attractive I mean we could break it down in terms of like what are specific you know like I like guys who whatever have short haircuts or something you know like mm-hmm. I, I don't care but like you know maybe that was something that I did care about mm-hmm. but at the end of the day you're going to be attracted to the person not you know the specific sort of one quality it's always like what's underneath that so yeah yeah I have I have one more question for Nat. Um, actually, I have two. Yeah. Is uh, <laughs> wh- like I go through her, I, I go through her que- like comments a lot, and so there's so much love, but there's also like for every ten comments, there's one that like kind of is is like of hateful or negative connotation. I just want to know like how she deals with that because most of that most of the engagement that she gets is so positive, but there's also this like subgroup of people that seem to be offended by her work like I just wanted to think get like her idea of what she thinks about that uh, I guess that just online me... hate in general <laughs> yeah. anyone this is a lesson for all you guys leaving me hateful comments I I had a situation where people were threatening my life and like putting, posting my address and my mom's address all through social media all just because of media. posting drawings of eroticized yeah. women masturbating or whatever yeah, yeah. my account deleted my friend was able to get my account back up but that's um, wild oh, should we let the caller should we say thank you to the caller so oh, have to, thank you thank you caller we're going to answer your question um but keep listening and thank you so much for calling and keep listening thank you thanks bye Anything that threatens my life or my family, like if someone gets so crazy, can't you I report just, that? That's I do. Just, I yeah, go yeah. to the police. I have a full report of yeah. Pe- people's oh, that's so names. horrible. I'm sorry that that happens to you. It sounds like I'm crazy, but it's just no. I, I think don't that's mess just around when people safety. post my address and things like that. I just no. That's I won't deal with it. That's so, horrible. And then it's just if how do they get what, it in the first place? That's wild. They're crazy. I have no idea. Oh, that's but terrifying. If it's just like you know a silly comment I won't really pay attention to it or I'll just block the person I mean there's so many ways to go around it but yeah you know that's an extreme case if they're yeah well that's like the logistical end of it so that's good I think that you're not crazy to report that stuff to the police and things like that but I wonder how you recover from that stuff emotionally that must be traumatic I feel like that would be traumatizing for me yes yeah I was like who is like who is this person or yeah people but you know, you just carry on. Yeah. I mean, I guess 
you're approaching it from a rational perspective of who would do that, you mm-hmm. know, but these people aren't rational who are yeah. posting hateful things. So, yeah. yeah, I think no attention. It's a shame, though, that that happens, that it takes so much time that you have to sort of, like, edit through, I'm sure, and, you know, that's Yeah, that you sucks. just have to... Or not. I suppose you could just leave all the comments of hateful stuff on your posts. And like, well, the thing yeah. is, I guess when you block a person, then the mm-hmm. comments get deleted. Oh, that makes sense. So, okay. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. it's removed from from yeah. our list. But unfortunately, there is just a lot of bullying on social media. And yeah. It's just part of being on that platform. So. Yeah, totally. It takes a lot of, um, you know, you have to really know yourself and you have to really have a sort of thick skin because I feel like there's a lot of people that want to say hateful things just to sort of get under your skin and just feel powerful and you know yeah. that's I mean I don't you know. typically get that kind of stuff usually yeah. everyone is so nice but I mean I have yeah. friends that deal with it even more than I do and mm-hmm. it's just like who is who would waste their time being so mean but yeah I know it's just part of it I guess seems like you have a good head on your shoulders about it so yeah awesome well, I think we have time for maybe one more question. Um, oh, this one is hard. You know what? I'm going to skip. I'm going to do an easier one and okay. save that one for next time because we only have a couple of minutes. Okay, let's do this last question. Um, it says, I'm visiting from LA. Uh, I'm visiting LA from New York for a few months and I'm looking around for interesting men to date. I travel here often for work and could definitely envision myself in a long distance by coastal type relationship. Thoughts on ways of meeting people in a new city? It's like a, we hmm. can do that question. Um, yeah, I can do that. Oh man, do you have any thoughts of ways of meeting people? Snapchat, maybe. I know Snapchat. <laughs> um, uh, but when I first moved to LA, I guess I was meeting people just from, you know, going to art shows or like things that I was mm-hmm. interested in. Mm-hmm. I met somebody at the post office. <laughs> like, <laughs> really? All, awesome. I mean, you just have to be open to it, I guess. Yeah. To, you know having conversations allowing people into your life Mm -hmm, totally and I think also you know the right being in the right headspace to sort of meet people Mm -hmm. and just being um you know I mean at the same time of putting in effort I think it's important not to spend a lot of time sort of like searching out and I mean it sounds like I'm saying two things at once but just not um placing too much importance on it and just like being present wherever you are and enjoying yourself wherever you go and putting yourself in situations where you have the potential to meet people but not um making it something that is gonna you know ruin your night if you go out to some event or some party or some art opening or something and you Mm -hmm. don't you know wind up chatting with any potentially eligible people to date you know so I think just sort of having a light touch to it yeah Yeah. totally but yeah specific locations I think it just depends on your interests and Mm -hmm. what your sort of pools of people that you think you might want to date are and just going to those places so you like hiking go hiking (laughs) you know I don't I mean it sounds silly but just do the things that you like I mean when I moved back here I was like I cannot get over how many people were hiking and that was like a thing and people were dressing up for us yeah the whole Runyon Canyon hiking scene the first time I went there I was like this is like a fashion show of people people are like dying the first time I went there it's crazy (laughs) oh yeah the mountain I couldn't breathe um (laughs) but I met some really good girlfriends oh there you go that's nice yeah Totally. But yeah, I think that's good advice. And then I think we have to leave it there. So thank you you so much for coming on. Um, For all of our listeners, please um, check the archives on kchungradio.org. Click archives and go to Soul Friend. You can listen to all the episodes there. 
or you can also go to my Tumblr account, which is soulfriendradio.tumblr.com, and you can always um, text in questions previous to the show to 213-54-LOVE-0. You can also leave voicemails at this oh. number, which is kind of cool, and you can you know record me a voicemail if you want me to play it on the show. And also, if you accidentally say someone's name in the voicemail or something, don't worry. I'm not going to play it without your permission. So you can always, you know, call back. And I don't know. People have a lot of anxiety, I think, about leaving the voicemails and all yeah. that. But people used to do it, and I love playing voicemails. So, um, so yeah, do all those things. You can also find me on Facebook, Soul Friend Radio. Plenty of plugging. I think we're good. Okay, it. I'm going to play us a song, and then we shall be out of here. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you. See you in two weeks. Goodbye. I want a girl with extensions in her hair, bamboo earrings, at least two pair, a Fendi bag and a bad attitude. That's all I need to get me in a good mood. She can walk with a switch and talk with street slang. I love it when a woman is scared to do a thing. Standing at the bus stop, sucking on a lollipop. Once she gets pumping, it's hard to make the hottie stop. She likes to dance to the rap jam. She's sweet as brown sugar with the candy yams. Honey coated complexion, using cabinet. Let's see it for the girls she's from around the way. Sugar with your gangster talk. Wanna eat you like a cookie when I see you walk. 